We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome everyone to Live, Laugh, Lore, the episode 27 extravaganza, the show that's still waiting to talk to the damn manager after a whole year. Each episode, yeah, seriously, we need to talk to Andrew. (laughs) Each episode, we will check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft one or two or four chapters at a time. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jin, a simple man that enjoys a good anniversary celebration, and I'm joined by someone who will never pass up on a chance to say, Happy podcast birthday. It's Allie. Yeah. Happy podcast birthday! <laughs> it's a year, everybody. We've been doing this a year. Yay! Exactly. Like, this episode's coming out exactly on the day. Thanks, Leap September Year. September 7th. Appreciate it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leap Year, for being a Leap Year on 2020, because we all needed that extra day in 2020. Oh, gosh. Luckily, Did it was know? in February. Well, we had an extra day in True. February. Yeah, the, okay. Before the... <laughs> The shitteth. Before things happen. Hitteth the fan. <laughs> right. Mm, right. That was, nice. that was nice. Yeah. Well, so how you been, Allie? What have you been up to? Pretty good. I've been doing some gaming and my raid. We got Savannah. So, so Savannah's a normal. You get her down to 50%. And that's when the fight ends. We had 0.1% left. 0.1%. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was a fir- right but it was our first day actually working on it so that was that felt really good and it we just we just need like another dot more dots <laughs> and a lit yeah it was oh, just man. so close but that's okay we'll get it this week feel really good about it everyone got lit hopefully people are getting good things in their vault tonight and we'll raid tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get it, and it'll be great. But other than that, I've been doing my normal Corthia runs, because I really enjoy that in Torghast. I've been reading some of the Grimoire of the Shadowlands, and playing other random things here and there, and just, you know, just kicking it. Sweet. Kicking it. That's my, that's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, good th- it's a good thing to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. How have you been doing? Well, I have been doing fantastic. Honestly, because Painsmith was killed, and then he wasn't uh, the following week. But that's okay. Because <laughs> the the week that we did get him down, it was one of those, they held the lockout, and they, they just kept working and working and working and working. Uh, and then we managed to get to him, and we had, it wasn't quite 0.1%, but there was a wipe where it was like 1.1%. Oh, so. It's just so close, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, he is the Painsmith, so it feels... Appropriate. He he does smith it. He brings it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Just push the buttons harder. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. Very sad. But you know, I was uh, enjoying that. But other than that, I am enjoying myself this today because I am about to embark upon the 
what is known as the 75 hard challenge. Mm -hmm. So I will be doing, literally as this episode comes out, I will be one week into a 75 day regiment of, uh, you know, know, working out, drinking lots of water and, uh, you know, just, you know, being better. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because... Everything I've read about it, it's actually more, much more of like a mental thing where everyone is like, oh, right. Yeah. Because, because honestly, like every, even the two workouts could be two 45 minute walks. Like, like you don't actually have right, to right. do anything special. You just have to get out there and do something. So it's much more of like a mental, like stop making excuses. You do know that you were looking at your phone for two hours last night. You could have gone for a 45 minute walk because <laughs> I've done that before. So. This is true. (laughs) I think a lot of us have. I know I have plenty of times. I'll get home from work. I'm like, ah, hello, couch. I'm looking at my phone, playing little games, looking at Twitter. Oh, I probably could have worked out. Okay. (laughs) Just like that. Yeah, but, you know, since today is the last day before I start, because we are starting on September 1st, and this is being recorded on August 31st. Yeah, we decided to splurge a little bit and we uh we, we went and got some uh you know we got like pancake breakfast you know Ooh. all that fun stuff because the, the and sadly the place that we normally get it from was closed because they're just they decide to close on tuesdays jerk so we had to improvise <laughs> that's a random like i've heard of places closing on a monday but on like a tuesday that just feels so random yeah i was like gonna hop in the car and be like hey i'm gonna go get some pancakes and then i looked at the phone because i was about to call them and i was like oh they're closed yeah so I got Denny's and uh, yeah, fun fact, apparently um, I don't eat as much as I used to because I couldn't even finish my Grand Slam. Hmm. <laughs> fun, fun times is that. Way to be healthier, Jen. Yeah. My husband and I could easily finish that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> be- we used to, so not where we live now, but where we used to live, we were very close to a Denny's and we discovered they ordered. So, I mean, it's not like we splurged and got it every weekend, but we, you ordered it delivered a few times during the pandemic and yeah that'll, that'll do you know it's 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 denny's it may not be perfect but you know it'll do yeah that'll do denny's that'll do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah when i lived in san diego there's one literally like across the street from me and it's go all the time so um yeah i was right there with you i could totally yeah yeah took totally down a grand slam it was fa- fabulous i love grand slams just, just kicking it at Denny's. Yeah. Just kicking it. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, I'll, you know. So, yeah, we had to splurge, enjoying a fabulous drink. And, um, yeah, I'm having a, having a good old time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, next episode, I'll probably be drinking something non-alcoholic because that's part of the rules. No alcohol either. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to figure that out. That'll be, uh, we'll talk. That'll be interesting. Yeah, maybe like a Starbucks thing or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I want to support you in your endeavor. So if that means on Tuesdays with you, I don't have to drink. Like I, that's fine. I will skip the alcohol and and be in solidarity with you when, when we record. Mm. Seventy five days. I mean, I don't care if you like be like I'm drinking this. Jin's got his his friggin' jug <laughs> <laughs> as he shows me the jug. Yeah, it's half gallon of water, but you got to drink two of those. Two. <laughs> it's true. It's a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, and I will. I don't know. I guess I'll report back next time how it's going because it'll be a week in, and, and actually two weeks since since the next record. It'll be good. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm wasting away. I'm dying. No, it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm actually really looking forward to it because 
honestly, we've already been doing the... We kind of were easing our way into it. We already kind of like started cooking a lot more at home, already doing the diet and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've already done the, the workouts every single day for the past like week. So yeah, I think we're ready to go. It's just that gallon of water that's going to be like... Ah. <laughs> It'll be, it's, it really helps to ease into it though, for sure. So that's really good. Yep. Ease into it. You've prepared your body. Mm-hmm. You've warned it. Things are changing, body. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> yeah, and then we had Denny's and they're like, what's this again? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Hmm? Yeah. 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 One last time. We're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one last time for now for until now. November. And then we'll have alcohol again. All the drinks. <laughs> all the drinks. Maybe we'll have to do Long Island when I'm done because it's going to be all the drinks. <laughs> there you go. So we are having a white Russian as per your suggestion, which I have not had a white Russian since I want to say college. That was the first time I actually had it because at the time I was dating someone who really liked them and he introduced them to me and I thought it was amazing. And for some reason, I just I haven't gotten a sense then. I think because when I was single, I was too poor to afford Kahlua and vodka and of course rum. Like I have to have rum, right? So I couldn't get all three, right? So it was just rum. And then by the time like I got together with my husband, well, my now husband, like I just, it just, I hadn't thought about it. So I'm really glad you suggested this because it's just, it's delicious. It is delicious. And you're like, you know what? I could use just a little bit more delicious. Just a little bit more. (laughs) Yep. That, that might have happened. Maybe. I think that might have happened to me three times in a row. I was like, it's delicious, but it could be more delicious. (laughs) <laughs> well, in all reality, I mean, the, when I opened the cream, it's only good for like a week or so. Oh, yeah. So I just may have to have multiple white Russians this week. It's fine. This is how I kill Savannah <laughs> by the power of white Russians. It's going to yep. be amazing. The dude approves. The dude approves. Yes. <laughs> because what you have to say to Savannah is, uh, I don't know, this aggression will not stand, man. That's what you got to say. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm seriously, when we get there, I'm going to type it out in chat and, and, and like say and screenshot that business and put it on our Twitter. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, you have to remind Sylvanas that, hey, you know, this is this is a this is not Nam. This is Warcraft. There are rules. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many Raiders are going to pick it up. I feel like most of them have seen Big Lebowski. I'm sure Seraphis will. <laughs> like, at least, at yeah, least. At, at the minimum. At the, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm wondering. Hey, you need to report back how many people recognized all the Big Lebowski quotes. <laughs> well, one, one wipe, I'm going to do like one quote. Another wipe, I'm going to do another quote. And that's just that's just how I'm going to spend my night. And it's going to be lovely. Probably on Thursday. Wednesday, because we're doing a full clear again just for, for people in the heat gear. Right. So we'll do it Thursday. So Thursday, I'm just going to do a bunch of Big Lebowski quotes. And it's going to be amazing. That does sound amazing. I approve. <laughs> oh, what's this? What's this here that I see in the notes? Hmm. That some people have already discovered. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just yeah. read this right here as I wrote it. Now that this show has been in existence for one year, what better way to celebrate than by asking you to buy us our next round or my next night in like two months? Yeah, you get it. All right. That's right. This show now has a Patreon where you can support the show and both of our habits by heading over. 
It's too funny. Wow. And anyway, <laughs> you can good. support it's our habits by heading over to patreon.com slash live laugh lore and tossing us as little as the buck an episode. And since we've both heard the request, it's important to let you know that yes, one of the Patreon goals is to go weekly with the show. Just throwing it out there for all you listeners. Ba, ba, ba. It's one of them. So if you're like, oh, I'm live, live, live. Well, go over there and support us. That's how you do it. There is a way. Or there is a will. There's a way. And then you can support our habit. Yeah, bam. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Yep. Now, you have anything you want to add to that, Allie? Or is that my fun little... Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a fun little bump. Um, I don't really know what to say. People have been asking for a Patreon for a bit. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact that anyone enjoys listening to this as much as we enjoy recording it uh, is pretty awesome. So, thank you. And thank you for being supportive and excited about the show as we have for this last year. And thank you that you do want to support us by listening and by asking for a Patreon a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> and by wanting more episodes. Mm-hmm. That's now, awesome. it's, now, it's a compliment, really. It's a compliment. Now, I didn't throw this in the notes, but I but it is one of the benefits. So I, ha- I do have to say this. Uh Thank you very much, of course, and thank you very much, Anna, who I've already found out about the Patreon, so. <laughs> we haven't even, like, we, this, this right here, like, this announcement right now is us going public with it. We have not gone public anywhere else with it, and Dracoris found it. Yep. And then Anna found it, and, and at first I was like, oh, Dracoris, you told Anna after I told, I gave you a shush emote <laughs> from Nathan Fillion and Bones when he's like, Doing a little shush thing. And and I'm like, oh, you told Anna. Oh, I'm coming after you. And then Anna's like, no, he didn't tell me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's true. But anyway, <laughs> thank you very much. That's your uh, that's your weekly thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that very much. So, yeah. All right. And it wouldn't be a one-year celebration if it wasn't for us to say, hey, we have a, you know, we got to talk about some, some bad news, which is... <laughs> The aggravation was a horrible trans. It was horrible. It was horrible because it's horrible what they did. So we're going to talk about do a horrible transition to, to transit to talk about a horrible topic. So there you go. Bam. It makes sense. Continuity. <laughs> right. All right. So here I have in the notes, I say before we continue the show, we both feel it is important to bring up uh, what the latest news with the lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. So we got some good news and we got some bad news. Well, obviously, we're going to start with the good news because that's how I want to roll. Anyway, so the complaint, though, you know, as you uh, you file it with the courts and all that, there's a complaint. It was amended to remove the word employee and replace it with worker. Now, if you're like, well, that seems like semantics. Well, of course, that's what the law is. It's semantics. Uh, so <laughs> basically, yes. Basically, what that means is contract workers will now be able to get a cut of the pie uh, if and when there is a payout and... Um, Based on the next bit of news, I can almost guarantee there's going to be, there will be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, contract workers, yay. Uh, next bit That's of news good. is apparently it got leaked or someone was talking to someone that the DFEH has alleged that not only has Activision Blizzard not been cooperating with the ongoing investigation, but apparently they may have been actively hiding evidence by shredding documents. Well done there, Activision Blizzard. Well done. Um, I feel like if you actually wanted to settle this outside of court, that's how you don't do it. 
so I hope all of you uh, enjoy all of your dirty laundry being aired in the uh, what's known as the discovery phase. Yeah, because if this goes to an actual trial, that's public record. And uh, sorry, dude, it's going to look really bad. And uh, yeah, and you got what you got. You got what's coming to you is basically what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Last I heard. Now, granted, I say this knowing that I'm sure their lawyers think they have some kind of loophole or something like that. But last I heard, shredding evidence is a felony. Yeah. So that leads to the question of what are they hiding that they were willing to risk the felony? That does not feel good. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. Um, It's very upsetting and definitely um, not good. (laughs) <laughs> and really, 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 if you really think about it, does that really give you the picture of innocence? Absolutely like, oh, yeah, not. We didn't do any of these things. We are a perfect company. We're just going to put these little paperwork in the shredder over here. It's it's fine. It's just old bills. It's, it's nothing, really. Don't don't worry about that. Don't don't look at that. Yeah. Pay no attention. It's it's fine. That's our filing system. That's just where we it's where we go. You just put it there, and it's fine. That's where we put messages from corporate. It's it's fine. Yep, that's where they uh, <laughs> they lodge all the uh, the complaints that Dwight gave to Toby. Yeah, that's where exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the yeah, benefit of the doubt there, but no, there's no benefit of the doubt. You're shredding documents, and uh, yeah, like I said, you're probably gonna get what's coming to you there, Blizzard. Good job. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I will say one thing um, before we do move on. Um, as most people probably know, they are changing the name of McCree in Overwatch because he was named after Jesse McCree, one of the employees who were involved with the Cosby Suite article and chat and news and everything. And he was, you know, either left the company or let go. He was probably let go with a severance package and whatnot. But uh, he is no longer with the company, as well as a couple others. And uh, it's it's good. I think it's a good thing to be doing. That does not fix the problem. And I don't think they believe it fixes the problem. I don't think the Overwatch team is sitting there to saying, you know, oh, this is just going to fix everything. We're just going to change the name. It's fine. No, but it it's something. It helps. It's just like how they took the references of Alex Fraziabi out of wow. You know, it's doesn't fix it. doesn't fix it. doesn't fix it. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fix it, but it helps. So it's just it's a little sign that they, you know, they are trying to make changes for the better and there's only so much they can do in a short amount of time. And I, I kind of feel like this probably came from the team itself and not from the higher up corporates who are trying to push everything under the rug. So good on them. And they should just change it to like Mercer, Matthew Mercer, because I mean, I mean, yeah, that's who does its voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I support that. Matthew yeah. Mercer actually is, a, is an upstanding citizen. He's a, he's a good dude. I think what, what I think some people are saying they should change it to Shooty McShootface. Yeah, let's Something not do like that. that. I mean, as, as much yeah, as I silly. like, as much as I like that, it's just like let's let's not do that. <laughs> no, but in all, actually, in all reality, they've actually talked about changing some things up in the future, maybe going forward, of not naming characters or whatever after actual IRL things because of this reason. So seems like a good reason to me where you're just like, you yeah, know what? yeah, you know, who cares that they've worked somewhere for a long time? You may learn one day that they're not exactly the best person. So in order to avoid that, 
we just won't name anyone after any real person at all, just to avoid this headache in the future. And I say, probably a good policy. Yeah. 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 Well, I agree. All right. Well, I think we have wrapped up that fun little bit of news. Well, now we can jump into uh, what I, I feel like is a is a true celebration of our, of our anniversary. Just a, a little look back, if you will. A little look back. All right. Because, yeah, over the past year, we, we got to look back over the past year and appreciate how far we've come. See, in the early days of the show, Allie and I used to fight a lot more than the audience ever heard. See, there were, pr- there were plenty of heated debates about rather trivial things that, I admit, were usually me nitpicking. But I digress. So, let's take a look back now. Oh my gosh, Jin, did you see this? Kel'Thuzad is going to be in Shadowlands. It says here, you'll first interact with him during the Necrolord storyline. Oh, that's... Wait, you said he's going to be in the Shadowlands, right? Not some side boss back in Azeroth, right? You, you sure? Yeah, like, he, he's in the Shadowlands. Sounds like he's actually in Maldraxxus, of all places. Hold up. That doesn't make any sense at all. What are you talking... We killed him at the end of Nax. Twice, actually, thank you. Uh, right. Y- yes, the, you, you are correct. And the first time we turned over his phylactery to Father Inigo Montoya. Montoya, not Montoya. Right. Like the idiots we are. And in Wrath, we just never found it. So he should still be alive on Azeroth. Okay, sure. But I'm just telling you the good news that Kel'Thuzad is coming back in this expansion. And we'll probably get to fight him again. Uh, just so you know, that is not good news. Uh, you could have told me about any other dead person, and I would have been like, oh my god, that's so cool. But Kel'Thuzad, an immortal lich that can only be killed if his phylactery is destroyed, is showing up? Like, seriously? He's showing up in the Azerothian version of the afterlife, and I'm supposed to think this is cool? Yeah, he'll probably be a Rick boss again. Are you telling me that you don't care about Blizzard just ignoring the entire point of becoming a lich? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I also didn't care when Blizzard wrote Medan completely out of the story. You know, good old 404 over there. I also didn't care that they added the Titans into the Argus raid, even though there was no explanation about how their spirits entered the Titan Keepers on Azeroth after Sargeras destroyed their bodies. What? Seriously, you're literally telling me right now that you do not lie awake at night thinking about the fact that Rathion ate the heart of Lei Shen and was infused with information from Amonthul, and yet they still showed up in Argus, somehow. Like daisies. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I'm not sure this whole podcast thing is going to work out. funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, that really takes me back don't you agree Allie that's good <laughs> yes that's, that's exactly how that conversation went mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Yep. totally we argue all the time all the time we just can't all stop the time arguing. yeah you just that's the thing you know in the last couple of episodes I like to throw in there like editing makes me sound smart editing the power of editing right so I don't <laughs> that's why we don't live stream it because I like to edit it and it makes me sound smart Instead of silly, like that this was. <laughs> We're not silly at all. We are super serious. Super serial, guys. Super, super serious. I am super 
super cereal. <laughs> They're taking <laughs> what? They're taking your cereal. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's from South Park. Why don't you guys ever take me cereal? <laughs> Make super cereal, guys. Man bear pig. Right? Man bear pig. Remember? It's Al Gore. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm super cereal, guys. Speaking of super cereal. What you talking about? 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 Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking. What are we talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Kelthazad. <laughs> Apparently. No, we're talking Grimoire of the Shadowlands today. That's right. Somebody, I don't know who, Blizzard, I don't know, Amazon, somebody finally got their act together and said, okay, you can have your books. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. This is a good book. I've been enjoying it so far. What do you say? Yeah. You, you join it? Let's see. I'm currently. I have it right here, actually. Let me look at my bookmark. I'm. I'm not as far as I would have liked because last week was a bit busy, podcasting and whatnot. I'm on page 111. Mm-hmm. Fancy. You I'm, I'm getting to the part where we're talking about uh, Maldraxxus. Yeah. See, you might be a little bit further than me, but then I skipped to chapter nine because I was like, I'm going to I don't see what's going on in chapter nine. So did that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what the heck is this book, anyways? So, if you are unaware, the Grimoire of the Shadowlands is very similar to Exploring Eastern Kingdoms book. Right? Very similar to that one. Uh, if you remember, Exploring the Eastern Kingdoms, where... Uh, yes. Know. Oh my gosh, I love it. Flynn. Flynn and Matt, Matthias went on an adventure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I personally would have preferred another Chronicle-style book where it's just like, this is how the Shadowlands works. As I was hoping for, I got my hopes up. Sorry, that's on me. So, anyway... <laughs> What we uh, we need, and so what, uh, what did I write here? I said, I personally would have preferred another Chronicle style book covering everything we need and should know about this story to make total sense. However, this is the next best thing. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah. So how is it like exploring Eastern Kingdoms and not like Chronicle? That's a good question. Good question. Well, basically the problem is, problem or difference, difference, I'll say, Difference, yeah, difference. Yeah, is that the book actually follows the point of view of a single character, similar to how the Eastern Kingdom's point of view of Matthias and Flynn. Yeah. So, for Matthias and Flynn, that was awesome and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. See, this brings the inherent downside that the information provided is limited and often leads to more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, because I got a lot of questions in this one. Lots of questions that I just want to sit this uh, Mr. Point of View character down and say, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Especially because there's one that we will cover right in the beginning. Well, literally one of the first things you read and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and there's still there's still some questions that we don't have answers to that he'll kind of start talking about it and you'll be like, ooh, ooh we're going to find out answers. And, and then we don't. And yeah, they don't know everything either, apparently. Well, there's two problems. Is they don't know everything. And there is assumed knowledge, right, of right. denizens right, of the right. Shadowlands. You would just know these things. You would just be like, oh, well, obviously, why would I write this down in my notebook? We all know this. Those mortals like us that come from Azeroth are like, uh, I See, I know that in on Azeroth, you go on green and stop on red. We, whatever you're implying, I don't. And it, maybe you could have just wrote that down. Like, just clarify it. So, there's a couple of things like that that we will 
definitely discuss what the heck he was probably meaning by that. Now, I actually do think that this is almost most certainly a, uh, a very deliberate choice by Blizzard to keep the lore community guessing about what's coming next, and also probably doesn't write themselves into a corner like, you know, those titans that went into the Titan Keepers on Azeroth, and then they had the Argus raid, and Jin went, what? Right, that one. Or, you know, ropes. Yeah, ropes. Mm, thanks, Warlords of Draenor. And the Shadowlands. <laughs> and then Gul'dan. You just could have had two Gul'dans. You just could have had two Gul'dans. I still want my Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other, but no, I can't have that because of ropes. Yeah, and honestly, like, like I could dive into this because all you need, all you really need, okay, is to go based off of what is in uh, blah, 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 Chronicle Volume 3. Chronicle Volume 3 actually talked about this where it basically was like, Oh, these different timelines, they just pop into existence and then fade out of existence and they're ne- they don't they don't even there. The difference with Warlord of Draenor is is we anchored it to the main timeline to the point that it's just now part of the main timeline. So just have two go dance and the problem still it's fine. See? Problem solved. Right? I mean, if you if you go watch Loki, it works, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Just come on, we'll just get the TVA up in here and it'll be fine. They'll work it out. He'll work it out. Yeah, he's a variant. Come on. Now I want this. <laughs> right? <laughs> variant Goldan. Make it happen. <laughs> oh, man. Now, okay. Yeah, see, we just... Thanks, Marvel and or Blizzard. You guys should collaborate next time. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. yeah variant Goldan. And it's all about Goldan because Loki is supposed to be this, you know, very trickster, very, very bad dude. Goldan's obviously the worst, but a lot of shenanigans out of that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, especially especially the Tumor Sargeras, like little um, audio drama where he's like, that wasn't me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine if they spice that up with, you know, a TVA twist on it and everything and, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just replace oh. the Time Lord whatevers with uh, with Nasdormu. Yeah, there you go. Bam. I'm writing it for you, Blizz. Just come on, oh, take man. notes. Take notes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes, anyways, before we start rewriting um, what I want to see next, because uh, this sounds super awesome. Let's get back to the book. Well, anyway, the narrator throughout <laughs> this book is a broker named Talora. He is part of Cartel Ta. I think that's how they pronounce it. It's Cartel T-A. However you- yes, I believe it's Ta. Ta. I'm going to call it Toph, because Toph is awesome. <laughs> Toph is awesome. I'll give you that. She's She's great. Yeah. Now, they're doing their best to learn as much as they can for their cartel about the infinite Shadowlands, most likely to profit, because that's what the brokers do. Kind of in their name, they're brokers. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's just kind of of go through this, you know, little bits at a time, pull out what is interesting, what felt like it was worth talking about, and not just things that we already knew. So we're going to start here with chapter one. This is what is covering the rights of the dead on Azeroth. Now, you're thinking like, oh, dear Jen, there's all sorts of infinite things. And, you know, we got the night night warrior from another world. Why are we focusing on Azeroth? That seems a little narrow-sighted, if you will, right? Why aren't we talking about the other realms? We don't get into the other things. Because apparently they didn't want to write about it. And they like to talk about how mortals from Azeroth are really important. Which makes sense. I mean, supposedly like a 
thing of the first ones like woke up when we walked near it. So I guess there's some important stuff about us. So they wanted to learn about us as much as possible. Now, let's find out about their different cultures and practices of what's going on on Azeroth. Now, we're only going to cover four. At first, I thought it was three, but no, it's four. So <laughs> first one of the most interesting of them all is actually going to be the Night Elves. Right. So first race that's covered goes over very ritualistic practices of the Night Elves. So basically, let's just dive right in. Literally dive right in. They throw their bodies into the pools. <laughs> they don't throw. They probably gently place. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, the, the moon wells. They, they cleanse the bodies with the moon wells. And it, it makes sense. Like I was, so when I was reading this chapter, I was kind of like reminded how like a lot of like archaeologists, anthropologists, whatever, there's probably a lot that you can learn from culture just on their, their you know, funeral rites. Yeah, it, there actually is. Yeah. So that's probably why they spent the little time in these chapters to even dive into this and get, give you an idea of why they even did this. And, and I think the reason why they focused on the night elves being very ritualistic, probably this big, long process of number one, they're very close to nature. They like cover the body and like plants. <laughs> I don't know. Flowers. <laughs> yeah, I think there were some flowers involved. But anyway, uh, I think the main reason why is because death was super uncommon in their society. So it was a big damn deal. So they were just like, whoop, 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 did all this kind of stuff. So that is where my take on it was. Now, here's the most important uh, aspect of the section is where Talora talks about how some, not all, but a minority of souls do not immediately travel to the Shadowlands. Right? Going all the way back to Warcraft 3, they had to explain, what's up with the wisps? <laughs> it's kind of important. It's, it's a good question, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Malfurion did kill, you know, not kill, kill, but kill in the Azeroth sense. Uh, sent him back to the Twisting Nether, uh, Archimond, uh, with a bunch of wisps, if you remember that at the end of uh, Warcraft 3, before the Frozen Throne right. expansion. So, what is up with those? Well, anyway, Talor speculates that this is due to their connection to Elune and nature and all that. Now, the interesting section here is what Talor says. And I'm just going to read it directly. It is this author's opinion that this phenomenon is caused by the soul's intrinsic bond with the magical nature of its home forest, thus creating a tether that allows the wisp to remain among the living. Though it should be acknowledged, I cannot entirely rule out the interference of a loon, the revered deity in this matter. As we know, beings of her origin cannot, under any circumstances, be trusted yeah, that was a really interesting line. It's and no serious like like so I read that and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Beings of her origin. So are we talking about and now granted we don't know power wise where she is, right? But if she's like Winter Queen's sister, being of or her origin. So Khan, I'm guessing I mean I could be wrong, I'm assuming here, but assuming she somehow came about in a similar fashion as the Eternal Ones. You know, Winter Queen, Primus, whatnot. Does that mean that they're saying that none of the Eternal Ones should be trusted? Or is it different because it's a loon and she's all of the pantheon of life and different and whatnot? Is it, I, I don't know. I, for me, it could it could go either way. One is she is, you know, of similar origin to the uh, to the Eternal Ones because she's, you know, Winter Queen's sister and all. You know, I, th I think they do 
use a lot of quotes around that, but they're like not really a familiar sense, but they they call them, you know, sisters, much like they talk about uh, Zuval being their brother, right? Right. Right. I don't think they had a an actual family reunion, right? I don't think mom and dad, you know, sat them down and said, you know, don't make me pull this car over, right? Different kind of thing like that. Kind of, but really, I'm I'm totally interrupting. You, I'm sorry, but like, if you think about it, like no one else of the Eternal Ones that we've seen cares about a loon and a loon has a special connection with the winter queen because of the whole you know emerald dream arnwield you know winter spring winter spring that's not right winter fall summer spring you know of a of a of the life cycle and whatnot like so they have more of a connection so i mean maybe maybe there's actually something more than just you know the quotes of you know brotherhood and sisterhood but maybe there's actually some kind of actual creation connection there yeah i mean at least between the two of them it could be and, and i'm not saying that it, that it can't be so my my thing is okay do the brokers not trust the winter queen then that's that's the next kind of you know immediate follow-up do they not trust the winter queen or is it just something to do with Illune being part of the pantheon of life and something we will dive into a lot more next week but you know, you know if you remember in the what is it the uh, the new cosmology chart where they flipped life and death in the in the sections. Right. <laughs> right. The people on the death are like, nah, we're on the good side, guys. We're on the good side. It's the life jerks over there with the chaos and the, the disorder and the void, right? It's those guys hanging out over there that are really the bad ones. <laughs> death is way better than being alive, is what he's basically saying. So <laughs> mm. anyway. That's I just I just thought that was super crazy that uh, as we yeah. know beings of her origin cannot under any circumstances be trusted, and this is where hey remember when we were talking about how there seems to be this like implicit knowledge of like oh everybody knows where Elune came from her origins are blah 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 hey maybe write it down next time right <laughs> it is not no knowledge to everyone thank you very much yeah like maybe you know. I know you're just writing back to your cartel and you're probably assuming that all everyone in there, your cartel would know this, but you know, just in case someone else is reading it, like someone from Azeroth who doesn't know much about Elune. Appreciate it next time. No. Okay. So that was the big thing with the night elves is, Hey, they turn into wisps because either they really like trees or something to do with Elune. And I'm going with Elune because Torn really liked trees and they don't turn into wisps. Oh so, yeah. And you know, Elune did admit to, to everyone and, especially the Winter Queen, that they were her favorite children. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is true. She's like, hey, guys, this is my favorite. Not that Tanner jerk. No, these are my favorite. <laughs> Not that Tanner jerk. Yeah, if we get a Tanner listen, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, it's like a Karen. Just get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... The next three races we're going to talk about didn't have any of these like weird, like, what do you mean by that? No, there were just some really funny ones, uh, especially the goblins. The goblins were hilarious. <laughs> the, yeah, the goblins were pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so uh, obviously death for the goblins. Uh, it's it's all about showing off your wealth. That's like that's that's what death is for a goblin. It's. Who had the most in life? That's, you know, you just got to flaunt it as much as you possibly can. 
it's kind of like, uh, it almost reminds me of like an Egyptian pharaoh. You're just like, shove me in here with all my goods and uh, you can't have it. Right. Yeah. And we got a good glimpse of that in folk and fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to tie that into this. Like, I thought that was really cool to get, you know, both sides. Yeah, but the folk and fairy with your, uh, their th- what do they call them? Toss the, the, the throwaways? Throwaways. The, the toss away? Toss away? I think maybe toss away. Throw away. You get the idea. You chuck it. You chuck a coin. It's it's a thing, guys. It's yeah, thing. toss a coin to your witcher. No, different. Go- goblin, <laughs> witcher. Goblin. It's something like that. Yeah, there could be goblin, witcher, right? Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? Probably goblin, <laughs> witches. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's almost certainly goblin, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Could be a warlock. That's close enough. So there you go. Bam. Figured it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So my favorite little line here is um, goblins. They apparently have dancing pallbearers at their funeral. Yep. I can totally see that too. Yep. Not just people from Ghana. Goblins too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I could totally picture that. I'm just, like, seeing them. <laughs> they have better moves than I do, and they're in mourning. Mm-hmm. Like, they got skills. Skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goblins. Dancing pallbearers. That's what they have. Anyway. That is true. They have dancing pallbearers. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon now. So, you know. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, here we go. A trade prince uh, is just as petty as you'd imagine them to be. All right. Oh, so right there on their deathbed. This is a this is a fantastic quote, and this is actually what baby. This is the only line in the entire book so far that actually had me like burst out loud laughing, because this is too good not to really focus in. So this is a trade prince. You know, as people are like mourning him, he's about to pass on. I don't know, and they're talking, and he's like. And he's like, see if I could do it. And you're probably wondering why I contractually required you all to lower my casket into its final resting place. It's so my body could experience the familiar sensation of you letting me down one last time. (laughs) That was far too good. (laughs) Far too good. But yes, that line, I read that. I was like, oh, burn. Yeah, we're going to let him down one last time. Such a familiar <laughs> sensation. <laughs> oh, it was so... It, that, I, yeah, I had a really good laugh with that one. That was really good. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. Uh, so anyways, as you can guess, goblins, hey, when they die, they stick a lot of stuff in their graves and they go to they go down with it because goblins, of course they do. Colterans. Yeah, they throw their dead in the ocean. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Surprise. <laughs> But for those of us who love Colterans, it's actually really cool. I, th- I thought it was really cool to read about it. I was excited. Okay, I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you read it because you put this in the notes. So I'm just yeah. I did. I did. So I cried. Not gonna lie, I cried. So they they have uh, the the tide sages. They have this little saying that they do when when they are lowering the body into the ocean. <laughs> they say, "May the abyssal depths welcome your weary soul." Ebb and flow until your spirit's woes are washed clean. Fear not for the waves, for they judge not your surface. Wonder not for whom the lighthouse shines. It shines for thee. Let your heart rest in placid waters. I cried. 
then then they throw the body in the ocean. Yep. Yep. No, I so now um, admittedly my my emotions were a bit raw because we um I'll I'll go ahead and say it we uh, we found out that um a fellow podcaster Epic Insanity from Frozen Nerds um had just passed away and it was not even 24 hours after that that was announced that I read this. And I, I met the guy in 2019 at BlizzCon, and he was just as genuine and kind and friendly as you think he would be. And great, great guy. And it was, it was sad to lose him. And man, I read this and I just, <laughs> I, I just got home from work and I was reading. My husband and I are sitting on the couch together and I'm just like tears streaming down my face. He's like, are you okay? And I read it and I told him and just start crying. And yeah, I just, I, there's just so much feeling and depth of care in that phrase and i i just really like it i like it too see i'm not a completely heartless individual because when i was thinking of the Colterans just now it reminded me of a a very good movie the wrath of khan yes yes were they just yeah because what did they do with uh, spock's body they went and they kicked him out into the ocean of space there you go, bam. Yes. So yes. apparently Starfleet does the same thing as the Colterans. Colterans are Starfleet. Bam. It's canon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kara, when you listen to this, let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's canon. Because <laughs> they have cannons. Get it? Bam. Colterans. Because they're pirates. Mm-hmm. So many puns. Yeah. All the puns. <laughs> I right. love pirate puns. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what's up with the Torin? Now, what do you think they do with their dead? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. You remember in the little opening cinematic of World of Warcraft with the the, the dwarf and the bear and, and all this other stuff? Remember the Torin? He's sprinkling some stuff. Sure, and that he was probably just doing some like, hey, I got some seeds or something, but it could be. A dead body because they burn their dead. And then the ashes are scattered to the winds to rejoin the Earth Mother. So that's what he could have been doing. Very, it could have very well. I always assumed it was something with seeds or something just, you know, nature, magic related or something. But now that we're reading this, it could have been ashes. M- maybe when they made that cinematic, they weren't intending it to be ashes. Yeah, they probably weren't. But I'm just saying. But <laughs> that could be a thing easily. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Torn, they burn their dead. And I put in the notes, just like most nomadic cultures, the Torn, they burn their dead. So. True. Yeah. And there you go. Bam. That's what the Torn do. They don't turn into wisps. They burn their dead. And then Bane chats with his dad. I wonder how they're going to explain that. Hmm. I don't know. They don't have to explain it much. Just, hey, they got special little ceremonies in, uh, in caves. And then he comes back from the Shadowlands and he'd be like, dude, it's awesome. So there you go. That's how they do it. All right. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 moon, I moonlight as a torrent, if you didn't know this, everybody. <laughs> I just know. learned so much right now. Yeah. I so do. much. Yeah. My horde character is actually a blood elf, because of course it is. <laughs> what is it like? Mine's a troll. Why does it have to be blood elf? What is this? Of course it is. <laughs> the joke is. I wouldn't. I would. I legit would not have pictured you as a blood elf. For a, a horde all. Yeah, the joke is is that um, I think it's like 50% of horde characters are blood elves, even though they didn't even show gotcha. up until um, 
the Burning Crusade because it's like, they're pretty. Yay. <laughs> Give me my trolls. That's what I say. Well, trolls can't be demon hunters, and I didn't want to level one. So that's why I'm a blood elf. But they have awesome tattoos now. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, they do. Body paint, tattoos, whatever. You know what I mean. Or in your own headcanon, fur that they shaped into weird patterns. <laughs> I mean, that'd be more of the Tauren, really. Or the trolls. Sure. Trolls trolls don't have tons of fur. Not that much fur. Well, I mean, Have you seen the colors and amounts that are available? Oh, they don't have yeah. that much fur. Well, no. No, it's not even necessarily fur. Because I think if you if you want to say that I'm a forest troll, you can actually say it's moss. Because uh, they have moss growing on them. Yeah. I guess. But there's like pink and stuff. Okay, well, they dyed the moss. <laughs> <laughs> It's body paints and tattoos. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's body paints and tattoos. That makes way more sense. <laughs> moss. What is that business? Moss. It's moss. That's what that business is. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> See, here we are fighting again. Mm-hmm. What do you know? We're going to get Syl on the line. See what she thinks. All right. Yeah, she, she knows all about the trolls. All right. <laughs> all right. So, chapter two. I'm arriving in the Shadowlands. This one. Not a lot here. <laughs> be honest. True. Yeah, it was mostly, hey, the Kyrian bring souls here. And we're like, we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So like we said, most of this chapter is just retelling much of what we already know. But there is one interesting passage that I'd like to discuss. Some mortals speak of primal forms of magic. They refer to as the elements, which are harnessed in a ritualistic practice called shamanism. Two of these elements are known as spirit and decay, which may have an influence on the soul's generation of anima. Huh. So, what do you make of this quote? When I read this, I had to go through it a couple times. I sat there thinking about it. actually made myself a note in the notes so I can remember what I was thinking at the time. But as we've seen from certain planets, they like to nom 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 on the spirit. Yes. Because spirit is full of goodness. And and whereas decay, you're thinking of things that are withering, right? Like they're, they're decaying, they're fading away, they're, they're withering. So I can see how things that are full of spirit would have abundant anima. Whereas things that are more of the decay elements would be less anima and withering and stuff. I don't know if that's accurate at all. I just took the logical spin on that. And either way, I thought it was really interesting to hear more about the generation of anima. Because the concept of anima is fairly new to us. So I wanted to know more. And we kind of learned a little more with this, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for the longest time, when I first learned about, you know, spirit and decay elements to you know, from Chronicle Volume 1, where it talked about it, I always assumed that... So we have the Firelands for fire, obviously, the Abyssal Maw right. for the Wada. Uh, you get the idea. Oh, I'm not going to name them all. Yeah. But I always thought the Emerald Dream was spirit, and the Shadowlands were decay. So I always thought there was a... You had all six. And that's why, if you look at the, the Cosmology chart, the original one, right? The original one. Um, the OG! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Emerald Dream and the Shadowlands were like 
really right there and then it kind of like next to him you would see like you know the firelands the invisible right deep home whatever the air one is the air temples the eastern air temples right you get the idea (laughs) (laughs) the air one it's it's fine it's it's ang and the air temples and monk gyatsu alec here is judging you right now Mm -hmm, someone's judging me um So, I mean, that was my kind of, my what I was kind of thinking about it. And it makes sense, too, that you would talk about the influence on the, the soul generation of anima. Because if you if, if you talk about spirit, uh, my first thought is always goes to Draenor, right? And how the spirit got out yep. of hand. And there was the, the, bo- the Botany. And then, you know, the, uh, the what do they call it? The, the Evergrowth? Overgrowth? Evergrowth. Something yep. Like something yep. growth. Uh, and the Everbloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Evergrowth. Ever yep. And then there is Big Rocky Man, you know, Living Mountain, came in to smash him up, right? Thanks, Agamar. Appreciate that. Um, so that's kind of like spirit um, run amok, where you got way too much of that going on. But at the same time, if you're like, oh, there's a whole lot of decay, you're looking like Drusfar, right? Looking like Drusfar. Um, but really, you can't really say that um, you... Well, let's put it this way. You can't have one without the other because... You can have a whole lot of uh, spirit, and it gets a little out of hand, and then you have a whole bunch of decay, that gets out of hand. But what you really want is a nice balance between the two, because eventually, right. yeah, eventually, the Everbloom, if it was only Everblooming, and just Everbloom, 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 eventually it would die out, because if you want to get all real technical, because there would be nothing replenishing the soil, right? You'd have nothing to, to bring back, because, I don't know. If you would like a just a fun reminder, everybody, life lives off of death in real life and in this game. So when things die, hey, Mufasa said it. When they die, their body becomes the grass and the antelope eat the grass. Bam, there you go. That because you got to have the the fertilizing and all that. You know, the body you know, dies and it becomes, you know, recreates nitrogen and all that kind of good stuff. And then it comes back. So there you go. You, get, you need the two in balance is basically what I'm getting at. And... That's probably where he was kind of going with this. Had an influence in the soul's generation of anima. But at the same time, seems a little silly. If you're also talking about like, yeah, but if they had really great deeds and they lived an amazing life like Garrosh, they got a whole lot of anima. What does the decay and spirit have to do with that? Yeah, and that, that was one of the things that confused me because they're over here milking Garrosh like crazy because he's, you know, the old reliable workhorse. And... Yep, they're talking about spirit and decay, and like if if Garrosh is so much, so full of anima because he's left led such a full life of evil deeds, then <laughs> why? I don't know. It was it was it's I I it, it's I think it's kind of an example of how the brokers don't exactly know everything either. Yeah, yeah, they're it felt like they were guessing here. Maybe a bit of unreliable narrator in their own right there. Yeah, I mean, I could see where they were going. But felt like they fell short of the mark because I don't know the brokers in many ways they're the, they're this kind of folk that they're like hey you know Azeroth and reality as they like to call it it's very uh, presumptuous of them they assume the entire purpose of it was to just send them anima they're like bring me anima so it makes sense why they might think that and they were baffled when they realized that we don't do trades and whatnot with anima like anima is not our currency and they're like wait what 
Like they honestly did not know and they were baffled by that. So that kind of gives you an idea right there of what what all the brokers know and don't know. Yeah, they're like, no, we like shiny things. We 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 pull metal out of the ground and we're like, this is intrinsically worth things. And we're like, why is that intrinsically worth things? <laughs> because I said so. And we all believed it. And that's 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 how we, we trade. Because we all believe it has worth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's actually true. <laughs> It's like the theory theory of economics right there. It's only real. Just like down the road and just like in post-apocalyptic everything where it's going to be bottle caps, you know, like that's what Fallout taught us. That's going to be the currency is bottle caps. It's they assign value to it. That's just that's how reality works. Mm -hmm. They're like, why is this the money? Because we said it was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chapter three. We're going to dive into this. Ouroboros. They have some really pretty pictures in here. I really like the illustrations. Uh huh. But they were like bisecting it and like, this is what Ouroboros looks like. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Just like the last chapter, this one doesn't cover much we didn't know because we literally spend all our time there if we're not, you know, in our, you know, covenant little clubhouses, uh, <laughs> Sanctum Halls or whatever they're called. It's clubhouse. No, clubhouses. That's yeah, what they are now. They're clubhouses. Clubhouses. Mm hmm. Necrolords only. Night face day out. Ah. No, not, night night face is the best one. Screw you. <laughs> anyway, so Talora mentions that the very first thing you notice is the symbol of the coiled serpent. That's not the first thing I noticed. Uh, <laughs> but that's what he said. That was the first thing he noticed. <laughs> uh, and if you didn't notice, the coiled serpent is the Ouroboros uh, IRL. It is. It's, it's like thing. Goes way back to ancient times in real life. Um, so anyways, he mentioned that this is the symbol of the first ones and represents the infinite cycle or their infinite cycle is what, how he actually said it, which is super interesting because he talks about the first ones having their infinite cycle. Now, does this imply that perhaps the first ones follow the same great cycle? That's what I thought. Right. I read that. I was like, wait, do they cycle? Like what? And then that made me wonder, is that why we have a sepulcher? Sepulchre maybe it's not time. a sepulchre. Maybe it's not a sepulchre of just knowledge. Maybe it truly is their tomb because they cycle. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do actually die and then come back. And then if, if that's the case, do they die at the same time and then come back at the same time? Or is it just like one by one? Like, hey, your turn to die. And then they come back. And if so, if 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 it ever lined up that they all died at the same time, is that somehow why the Arbiter died? Or the Arbiter, you know, the red beam went, but then, and, and you know, and the Arbiter, but then I realized that's stupid and silly. But that was my very first thought, was like my thought progression of like, wait, they cycle. So wait, does that mean they live and die? What is the consequences of them dying? What happens if the first ones actually die? And I was like, oh man, is that why the Arbiter was broked? And then I realized that was wrong. <laughs> this is a very interesting um, line of thought process and I want to know more about their great cycle and how it compares to what we you know simple Azerothians know of cycles yeah like for example the great cycles of like scenarios right which we'll talk about a little bit about exactly a little bit yeah yeah do they follow something similar where they're just like I'm gonna go to the sepulchre of the first ones and I'll be back in like 13,000 years and I'll be back because I'm the first one and I come back every now and then. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Maybe they are dead. 
because I was thinking the same thing. It's like they're going to the sepulchre of the first ones, and one of the meanings of sepulchre is tomb. Maybe exactly. they are dead, but it's a cycle because it's the Ouroboros. Ah, Ouroboros. Right. So that's what I was thinking. Now, Maybe they make that sound too. It's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like the it's like the Doppler. The poor audio listener is. <laughs> it makes more sense when you actually see him doing the motions. It's it's fine. Just just nod and smile and move on. It's, okay, it's fine. Girl, I'll do I'll do a better one. It's like this. <laughs> that that's better. That is a better representation for the audio listeners, <laughs> which is all of them. <laughs> well, except you, but it's fine. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, except you, dear listener. I see you. That one. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that one random person also in the Discord call for whatever reason. <laughs> I do actually listen to the show after we put it out, so it's it's not wrong. Mm, yes, me too. <laughs> Mostly listening to make sure I didn't screw anything up, though, because I'm like... I just listen to see what you do with the edits. Oh, well, that's true. It is a, there, there's some fun stuff I threw on there. I'm like, hey, how about this? How about this? All right. Now, the next thing you talked about in Ouroboros, you can't talk about Ouroboros without talking about the Arbiter, can you? Well, I suppose you could. No. I suppose you could. No, you, you can't. Anyway, he <laughs> decided to also talk about, or actually, Talora. I don't know. I'm going to say she. Sounds like a little more she. Or they. I don't know. It's a broker. So, Talora... Mentions that they found records that the Arbiter wasn't always so benevolent. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I'm gonna let you do that one because we already know. It's true. Because my yeah, boy, my boy already told us. It's, you know, the Primus. It's, it's evolved. We, 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 we know. Yeah, yeah, it's Primus. You know, here's the thing. If we had got this book that was supposed to arrive, we all would have been like, what? But no, right? we, we did chapter nine already <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, it used to be Zavall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not new. Yeah, he was he was mean back then. He'd send people to the mall and be like, "You gonna go to the mall?" Back then, he was mean. Now, not just back then, he's just mean. Well, he's he was meaner. He's meaner now because he's like ten thousand years, you know, like Illidan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And Zavala's is like thirteen days. I was down there. Thirteen days. Time is not a construct of death. <laughs> Right. I don't know. It's just, I just say things randomly, obviously. Anyway, so um, we know it was Zoval that uh, Talora was talking about. Good job, Talora. You found a document that proved what the Primus was saying. Yay. Corroboration. Yeah. Corroboration. The act of corroborating, strengthening, or confirming, addition of strength, confirmation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now... What else did you find interesting in this chapter? Well, there's a few things. The very first thing I noticed, the title page of the chapter, you know, they got the picture and stuff. If you look closely at the picture, there is a hell of a lot of brokers in that picture. It is like 98% brokers. Yeah. And what's funny too, if you if you consider that, is like it actually opens, this chapter opens with the, the broker saying, "Like we couldn't find this place for the medieval, and now that they found right. it, we'll we get to that. In a, we'll swarming. get to that too. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, why are there so many brokers in this picture? Is it just because it's from their viewpoint, or is it because they actively are wanting to take over Ouroboros? Like, what? Why? Mm. 
so many brokers. But the other one was, yes, like the whole, I, I wrote in our notes, sneaky, sneaky Ouroboros. Because apparently Ouroboros was hidden within the in-between and the brokers had to like go on multiple hunts for it. And I found that really interesting that they were all trying to hide Ouroboros. I, I don't know if they were hiding it in case it would be, you know, attacked from other forces like the light or the void or something. I don't know, but apparently it was hiding. Did we know that it was hiding? Has that ever been mentioned in game? Uh, if it was mentioned in game, I missed it. That's fine. I missed it too, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I was thinking about is because, you know, as we know, Ouroboros is like smack dab right when the soul stream is coming in to the Shadowlands. So you'd think, hmm, that's easy to find. Well, here's what missed made me go like, hmm, maybe it's not. Is because at first I was like, oh, that's weird because Ouroboros is in the center of the um, center of the Shadowlands. Now I have a question for you, Allie. If something is actually infinite, can there be a center? Probably not. <laughs> I feel like it'd be right. Like I feel like it'd be all about your viewpoint. Yeah, because from different angles, it'd be different things. I'd and say mathematicians, right in. Let me know. Can there be a center? Or something right, that's infinite. I feel like the answer is no. And I feel like if you tried to solve that puzzle, your brain would explode. My brain would, because I'm not right? good at math. So. <laughs> but well, mine would too. But no, like actually, like just because the, the concept of infinite is something our brain cannot quite fully grasp. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like they wanted to call the Shadowlands infinite just because the, the mathematical symbol or infinite is also the little little the Ouroboros. That's what they, right. they're, they're just like. They just wanted to mess with us. They're like, we're going to put this everywhere. We're going to put it in there just by calling it infinite. And they're like, oh, there it is too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. That's what they did. I'm telling you. They did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. The other thing I noticed is I had this moment where I got really excited because in the actual line is, Following the event that caused the Eternal One to cease her judgments, as in what broke the Arbiter, what broke the Machine of Death, I had this like very dramatic, like, oh, we're going to find out what it finally was. And then we didn't. He did not. He's it's a it's a red. It's a red thing that happened. And that's it. We still don't know. He our broker here didn't know. We don't know what broke the Arbiter. And that bothers me to this point. We do not factually know why the machine of death broke and i was all excited thinking they were gonna find it out and as of page 111 in this book we have not found it out and i'm a little better because i want to know it's a red thing that happened guys it's a red thing it's a red it's a red thing and it 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 broke in her it broke and it broke into her and and she's broken and uh it's gone now it's broken it was a red thing so yeah that's why i was laughing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like when the brokers want to actually find out what the actual F happened. I mean, I'd want because to the brokers are the brokers are all about, yes, like the, the, the money and the whatever. But like, they're also about the knowledge because knowledge is power. Right. And like, wouldn't they want to actually seek out what, like, what actually happened? But no, we found nothing. At first, I was going to say, yeah, it totally makes sense. But I was like, oh, wait, no, the Arbiter was actually still working. Uh, for a long time uh, during the anima drought because that was just Denathrius 
hoarding everything going like yeah like the drought started because denethris was hoarding mm -hmm. and then and that's when the that's and when then the, the red thing money. happened yes but then it's like i don't know this their their concept of their their economy built on what keeps them going is, is odd weird so that's all i'm saying i don't get it an economist is going to need to explain this to me because they're like, hey, we need it to survive, but it's also our money. So we're going to stockpile it. We're like right. animal billionaires. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's what we learned about Ormos. Just wasn't much. Wasn't much. But we did find some fun little things there that maybe the first ones are dead. <laughs> or know. have died at some point. Yeah. They dead. They, they cycle. Mm-hmm. They deaded themselves and they alived themselves simultaneously. Like Schrodinger's first one, because since time is not a construct of death, it just it happens simultaneously. Yeah, they're dead. How would the first ones die? Like, would they actually like? Do they have to absolutely cycle? And that's why when they just like, do they decide to die? I want to know things, and we don't know as much things as I thought we would in this book. Well, I don't know which. I still want to know why. The, I still want to know why the Jade Serpent thought it was a, they needed to go inside the big Jade statue for their cycle, and I'm just like, why wouldn't you just go to Hard and Wield? Hmm. This is a whole big deal. They miss a Pandaria, saying we gotta make, make a new Jade statue for you, Long. Got to make one. Hmm. Right. She seems fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> you Long is fine. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, I wanted to go night night. It's like, oh, you just wanted to nap. Is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't really need to do a cycle. This is about a nap. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all you need, man. 20 minutes, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Or 20 years. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's, it's good. Yeah, for an August Celestial. Yeah. Speaking of August Celestials, <laughs> it's like Ardenweald. <laughs> hey, it mentions... Because segues. <laughs> it does mention August Celestials. It does. It does. I will give you that. It does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, sadly, folks, this is going to be the last chapter that we'll be covering this episode. Whoa, but don't worry, we got we got more next time. Actually, five more chapters next time. Yeah. So, here are my main takeaways from reading this chapter. All beings tied to the realm of life, like Loa, wild gods, and the like, August Celestials, arrive in Ardenweald so they can be brought back, but only Cenarius gets the VIP treatment. <laughs> Which is funny. It's very funny to me. Because it's nice to know. It's nice to know that apparently the Winter Queen is not taking out all her angst on her nephew. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. She's like, you know I hate your mom, right? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Auntie. Auntie Winter Queen. <laughs> <laughs> would he call her the full name, like, Winter Queen? Or would it be Auntie Winter or Auntie Queen? I don't know. Like, Is there, like a, is there a nickname in there? I feel like Winter Queen is a title. Like, you know, just like Archon is a title. Right? Because wait, Archon's name is the Carestria or whatever. Right? I can't ever say it right. right. But yeah, she's got a name. Why doesn't the Winter Queen have a name? Like, sup? I'm Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Deloon, because, you know, like the other side. <laughs> you okay. Yeah, they're terrible names. Do I? Do I really? Yeah, they're terrible names. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> apparently, that's why she doesn't have a nickname because they couldn't come up with one that rhymed with a loon. <laughs> that didn't sound very silly. <laughs> it's a silly place. Let's not go there. <laughs> Just a silly place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, anyway, so scenarios. 
obviously. It's her nephew, so yeah, just treats her like family. Like they're, you know, they go out to Olive Garden because when you're here, you're family. So there you go. That's oh, going on I do love Olive Garden. Mmm, Red Six. Yes. Mmm. Yeah. Now, like we said, it's interesting. Squinter Queen. Why wow, she's really mad at Loon? Yeah. It's nice to know she doesn't take her grudges out on her no. kids. It's really good. Speaking of which, I wonder if the Winter Queen has a kid. Does scenarios have a cousin? Mm, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But who would be the dad then? I don't know. Malorum was the dad of scenarios. Weird. Right. So, uh, Bon Zombie. Go Bon Zombie. I mean, <laughs> we do know he's a player, right? So it's entirely possible, right? <laughs> they live in the same area. They're like, hey, I hang out in Ardenwheel. I go to the other side. Hmm. Maybe he's invited her over for a time or two. Hmm. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just... Wazala is actually her son. She's mad at him right now. I don't know. That'd be fun. That's a thing. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's a thing. No, it's probably not. But I'm just saying, like, Wazala's very big. You look at him at the dumb, he's very big, and then Bosambi's like, I'm Bosambi. He's very little in comparison to him. <laughs> so maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> anyway, speaking of scenarios, I got a question for you. Do you think we're going to see him in this expansion? Yay, nay? Yes, no? Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about the Winter Queen getting with someone, and we're talking about big Mozala and little Bosambi. And- That's what she said. <laughs> So scenarios, yes. <laughs> I so this is a good question. I I want to say yes because if we're going with your theory of going to Emerald Dream, right? I I I'm, I'm going to have your back on this because I am your your co-host for the Emerald Dream. So if we go to the Emerald Dream, you would think that we would see scenarios because we we we've had a loon. We've had our the closest taste of a loon that we've ever had in this game ever. And so it would make sense that her, you know, son would be a part of it, right? And we also have my girl Yasera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like, I, I don't think we're done with her either because they actively chose to have her included at the end of the fight between Taronda and Sylvanas. Because she, you know, flew in and was like, no, you will not kill Taronda. And then Sylvanas eat it out. But, like, they didn't have to include her. But they did. It's like, I don't Plus, we see her a lot. If you're if you if you are actually Night Fae, hello, my fellow Night Fae, you see her a lot. Like her, you know, human for, humanoid form. You know. Um, but yes, I, I don't think we're done with you, Sarah. Like it would make sense that we're also not done with Scenarius and that we would actually see him in this expansion. And maybe he'd be like our tour guide through Ardenwild or something like that. Or maybe uh, of Emerald Dream. Sorry, not Ardenwild. He'd be our tour guide through the Emerald Dream. Maybe Scenarius is there and then Malfurion is our tour guide and then he sees Cenarius and instead of going no he goes yes I don't know <laughs> I don't maybe know. maybe Malfurion he's a his voice actor leaves something to be desired is all I'm saying uh, <laughs> or could it be the writing eh I don't know could be one or the other yeah let's blend the writing take that blizzard. boom shots fired uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, the dude is like the all-powerful dude. I'm the dude. 
So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino. Then when Cenarius there, he goes, no. It's really, it's really sad. It's, it's really sad in like a not cool, like emotions way. Just like, a, this is cringy. <laughs> right. Now, I wasn't like, because for, for the longest time, I actually thought we were going to see Cenarius way sooner. Yeah, I did too. Seriously. Yeah. And the reason why is because Mr. Ian Hazakosis said, hey, someone that has been to, uh, to Ardenweald is Cenarius. Now, where previously in the other zones, when he would do in the little announcement at BlizzCon 2019, a presentation, he was like, this is someone that we will meet. When he was talking about Cenarius, he said, this is someone who passed through there. So you're like, okay. So it wasn't any like guarantee that it was going to happen. But at the same time, I heard it and was like, it's going to happen. So, so maybe that was just his way of saying, hey, it's going to happen. It'll just be in the Emerald Dream, not in Ardweald because he passed through. So, right. Maybe. Right. So, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm like Batman over here. I'm a really good detective. So I'm hunting down the clues. Scenarios. It's going to be an Emerald Dream because, I mean, okay, here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Did Cenarius die at the end of Emerald Nightmare? Because he showed up as like spirity as Cenarius uh, when you when you finish the boss at the, at the end end. Right. He wasn't all that corrupted, but he was like kind of translucent. So is he dead? Did he go to Ardenweald when we killed him at the Emerald Nightmare raid? I don't know. Maybe? Question mark? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Seems to me like he could have passed through there kind of recently. But don't don't know, because that's the other thing. So if you die in the Shadowlands, we know that you're double dead. Right? You're double dead, you cease to be, you're gone. So what happens if you die? In, <laughs> what happens if you die in the Emerald Dream? Hmm? Same thing? Are you double dead, but the life version realm? Because there's no way to proceed up. Like, there's no, you know, you're already at the, the, at the end of the rope. Or is it different because it's, well, first off, you can't say rope now because that just gets confusing. But because, (laughs) you know, blizzard and ropes. But it could it be different because of the the corruption? But at the same time, it's it's like, ah, I'm scenarios. I'm I'm fine now, guys. Why are you a ghost? Shush. It's fine. Mm -hmm. The corruption killed me. It's, it's, It's fine. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'm gonna go to Ardenweald for a day spa I'm gonna go treatment. S- I'm gonna go sleep asleep for a bit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sleep asleep. Oh, how how funny would it be? How funny would it be if he went to Ardenweald and the Winter Queen had to uh, harvest his anima? Oh gosh! Because hey, Ursak. Hey, well that's actually no. Hey, hey, we figured it out. Ursak died in the Emerald Nightmare raid, and he went to Ardenweald, and he was present. Right. And he was present at the end. So. That leads me to go, oh, well, it's happened to Ursoc, and Cenarius also goes there, so he would have gone to Ardenweald, too. So there you go. Problem solved. See, I'm Batman. I figured it out. Bam. Uh, but I would, I would imagine, again, time is not, you know, construct of the death, but I would ma- maybe, maybe. Because I feel like mm-hmm. it, I feel like if Cenarius was actually in Ardenweald, we would have seen him by now, because that's that's a big deal. We've seen Sarah, they made a big deal out of Ursoc, my emotions... But we haven't seen Scenarius yet. So I'm wondering if because Scenarius is as big of a deal as he is, maybe his time in Ardenweald is much shorter if yeah. he did actually die 
And then he got sent to Emerald Dream to go sleepy sleep quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was going to say, well, since he's got the VIP treatment, they're right. not going to harvest him. That's she. Hey, the Winter Queen, she's like, this is of my sister. This is her pet. I, like I want her. I want it out of my realm. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Honestly, like, because of that bitterness, I would imagine she would, would want nothing to do with Cenarius and want him to get out of there. Yeah, like, maybe, okay, but- fine. Whatever. You're restored. Here's one of my little, you know, chunk of me. You're restored. Get the heck out of my groves. I don't want you here. Go back to sleep in the, in, in the Emerald Dream. Fine. Go away. But at the same time, like I'm saying, did, uh, did was that a thing where... She was like, like again, not taking her grudge out on the kid. Like, hey, my sister's not listening to me. But at the same time, you know, at least, hey, you're still good scenarios. You, you know, you're my, fa- you're my favorite nephew. I'm your only nephew. Right. You get that. It's like, it's like Simba's car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Speaking of you, Sarah, another interesting thing that we learned about the Winter Queen. And uh, it, it was kind of implied if you watched uh, really close to the uh, the whole cutscene. Uh, it specifically said, and even in the book, it said, "This is worth repeating." Basically, it's like we must say this again. The Winter Queen gave up part of herself to save Sarah. Not just like, "Hey, I had some animal left over from breakfast this morning. I'm gonna hand this over." No, it's well, I'm gonna you know, carve this little part of my pinky off and hand this over to you Sarah which okay it wasn't a pinky it was a, a leaf right but she's only got so many leaves up there so uh you know apparently it was a big damn deal because I guess she had never done that before so really interesting so hey cool spared you Sarah thanks Winter Queen we like you Sarah by the way we liked Ursoc too but we'll let that one go between the two of them personally I am biased but I would keep you Sarah me too She's my girl. Yeah. Uh, I'd keep Ysera too. That seems like a simple choice. So anyway, my question is, what role do you think Ysera will be playing going forward? Because like we should. Seems like she's got something important to do. Yeah. Like I, they keep like including her in little bits here and there. I don't think we're done with her. I think that we'll see her, you know, if, if Jin's theory of going to Emerald Dream is accurate, then I think she's going to be a part of that because she, she knows what's up with the Emerald Dream. She does. And at least hasn't. Yeah, right? Like, and so it would make logical sense that she would be a, a part of that experience. Plus, wasn't she like the adoptive mom of, of Cenarius? Yes, she was. Is that what we call her? Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense if we're saying here, you know, saying that Cenarius is going to show up. It would make sense that Ysera would, you know, have her reuniting with him briefly moment. Because I feel... Like, because they're talking more about Alune and whatnot, it would make sense for them to take a moment to maybe explain this relationship to the players because not everyone goes outside the game for the story. And if you don't go outside the game for the story, you're not going to know about this relationship between Alune and Cenarius and Ysera. I cannot wait for Twitter's reaction when they find out that Malorn and Alune is Cenarius' parents. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, Twitter, you got some weird takes sometimes, okay? So, <laughs> as someone who reads all the books and everything that comes out, I'm just like, yeah, that's a, we all, we've all known this. Where have you been? 
Oh, not reading the books. Okay, no, carry on. I'm so, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and that's not for everyone, and that's okay. That's okay. But Warcraft is one of those things where if you don't go outside the game to look at the lore, you're going to miss some of these finer details. And now these finer details are starting to come into play a little bit as they're expanding the lore. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out in the actual game for everyone to see. Yeah. They actually do fit that in somehow where it's like, that's my dad and that's my mom. And you're like, wait, okay. <laughs> how did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I will tell you how it happened. It happened like this. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> sure. Anyway. Uh, so, next up, we got the Winter Queen, which we did go over in depth with the Illuminate episode because, you know, Amazon yep. didn't deliver the book on time, but apparently there was a couple leaked pages. So we went over that. Talora believes in the existence of the, the existence of, wow, that's a weird, weird sentence. What was I saying here? <laughs> it, it, Talora is basically saying that the existence and function of Ardenweald and the Emerald Dream basically supports their theories that the first one set up the underlying cosmos. They're like, because this whole system works the way it does, this supports our theories that the first ones did this, 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 and this, and blah, 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 you get the idea. So there you go. That is what was fun. So, to the broker point of view, this is this was to facilitate the great cycle of life and death. Yeah, because that's how they get their animal. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. And finally, the very last thing that I have in the notes before we uh, discuss it maybe just a little bit more is we've already covered the topic of the Pantheon of Life, but it's worth repeating. Elune, as we now know, is in fact Winter Queen's sister. Put some square, scare quotes around that because we don't really know if it's, you know, say mom and dad because who knows there. Um, right. <laughs> and it's... And is a member or possible leader of the Pantheon of Life, according to the Broker's speculation. Now, I think what my main thing that I'm kind of curious about is, if we do, in fact, go to the Emerald Dream, do you think we will learn more about this Pantheon of Life? Because it did put in very big, bold letters on this page. Pantheon of Life. Because <laughs> I think that's what I want to know. Are we going to learn more about Elune and this whole Pantheon of Life? And possibly additional members. That's really what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to know if there is, not if, who the additional members are. Because, I mean, I'm, can you actually have a pantheon of one? I don't think you're a pantheon if you're only one person. Well, I mean, last time we talked about it, I was kind of speculating that maybe Elune is possibly just a moniker for like a member of the Pantheon of Life. Because how are you... Elune, the sister of the Winter Queen, but also the moon. Mm. So, I don't know. If you, because it, it felt like Elune. Because she's dabbling. an upstart goddess. She is an upstart goddess. Um, <laughs> and also, we know that you can't trust someone of her origins. So, here we go. Apparently. Apparently. So, that's kind of my thing with Elune was maybe it's a thing. But again, if. Okay. Going back to the, the, the thing that we, we talked about, that I just said. If, if, apparently, apparently, everyone knows the origins of a loon because they didn't talk about it in the book. They just 
assumed and implied. It's to the point where you're like, hey, Rick did that, and no one asked who's Rick. They all know who Rick is, right? Obviously. Yeah, they didn't have to explain in the story, right? So he didn't have to explain to Laura, did not have to explain what the origins of a loon were. You know, he didn't, his boss didn't get the letter and go like, what the crap are the origins of a loon, right? <laughs> so if that's, the, if that's the case, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because that leads me to believe that most likely Elune is a singular individual. It's not some moniker. It's not a title. It's not a not a thing like that. It's it's one person, especially because he could talk through Taronda. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, the way it was in bold like that, it does make. I do feel like we're going to find out more about it because we're seeing a, we've seen the Pantheon death. You know, we've seen the 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 Titans. You know, mm-hmm. potentially the Pantheon of Order, if you will. So, do each of these main areas have a pantheon? Are we going to find out more about it? Is this, is the Pantheon of Life going to be a small patch, this expansion? Or is that going to be a further, further away expansion? Like an 11.0 kind of thing? I don't know. But it does make us feel like there's more information here to find out about that. And other pantheons outside of... The Pantheon of Death mm. and Order. Yeah, I think this leads to the uh, one of my favorite speculations, which is at this point barely a speculation, especially after the preface. You know, enemy infiltration, barely a speculation, really, which is the uh, everyone's favorite cosmic disco war. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that goes back to a whole lot of our, you know, Ilganoth whispers. Seems like everyone's uh, vying for control and still kind of seems weird to me that apparently the light is uh, made a bargain with the enemy of all which now it feels like they're talking about it and doing there you know yeah with that particular Ilganoth whisper that feels like uh, Anduin made a bargain not really because he got forced but I don't know maybe the light is also talking about Arthas because everyone's thinking that Arthas' soul is in Kingsmorn so maybe he made the uh, bargain with the enemy of all I don't know now I'm just babbling who knows who knows we will Eventually. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I really hope so. Like, I, like, at one point, like, I understand they're kind of stretching out the story because it's all new. It's an MMO. And they're making this up as they go because this, this is, they are expanding the universe, literally. And taking so many brand new bits of the lore. And so, on one hand, that apparently is making them stretch out the story. <laughs> On the other hand, I want to know it all, and I want to know it now, and I want to know what's going on, and I don't want to wait. Stop stringing me along and tell me things. Mm-hmm. Grr. Paula Cole said it best. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I want to know right now. What will it be? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with that beautiful rendition of Paula Cole, uh, would you like to get into our fun little story for this week yeah let's do that let's do that stories there's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story yeah and this is a great story so i'll just say it i will admit i have a little bit of a problem but just a little bit so you know when i was making fun when i was talking about joining this whole 75 hard and it's like hey you know how you were on your phone for two hours yeah i do that sometimes on TikTok, okay? We'll just <laughs> sit there and scroll through video after video after video. Well, 
I did come across a video and it was a, I was like, man, this is a good video. It got me teared up a little bit. I'm tearing up a little bit. Well, as I was doing my, my usual research, doing my little usual research of trying to figure out what my little positive story for this would be, that, that same video that I came across uh, on TikTok popped up again. I was like, oh, what, what, is, what is this? And I found out someone was actually doing a duet with it. And if you don't know, if, you don't, if you're not a TikTok user where it's like a split screen, someone's reacting to it. All right. It's kind of like a reaction video, everybody. It's basically what it is. Okay. Okay. So... Let's just go ahead and listen. Let's go ahead and listen to that video, and then we'll talk a little bit about more about it. So I'm going to try to do this without crying. Um, so my dad passed away uh, March of this year, 2021, from cancer. Uh, he had mantle cell lymphoma. And Princess Bride was always one of his favorite movies. And it's always been one of my own, my favorite movies. And Inigo Montoya was his favorite character from the film, uh, played by the wonderful Mandy Patinkin. And I recently learned, or heard, you know, a rumor online that in the scene with Count Rugen, the six-fingered man, when, you know, it's their famous duel, and he says, you know, I'll give you anything you want. And he says... I want my father back, you son of a bitch. I saw on the internet the rumor that when Mandy Patinkin said that line, he was thinking of his own father who had passed away from cancer. And it was a very raw emotion. And I, ever since then, it's kind of really stuck with me. Um, so I guess I just kind of wanted to know if that is or if that's a true thing if that's a real thing i know that mandy patinkin has a tiktok but i don't think that it'll ever go that far but i was just really curious um because it means so much more to me now than it ever did um and if this ever does reach mandy patinkin just thank you so much for your performance in that movie because it meant so much to me and my dad so thank you like that was it anyway <gasps> just missing my dad. Anyway, okay, that's it. Thousands of people tagged you so that you'd maybe get to see it, yeah. even though she has a couple. But that just killed me. That <laughs> killed me, too. So, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. First of all, first yeah. your dad is taking care of you. Secondly, it is true, 100% true. I went outside in this castle and walked around, and I kept talking to my dad, and I said, Dad... I'm gonna get this guy. From the minute I read the script, I, I knew I said to Kev, I said, I'm gonna do this part because in my mind, if I get this six-fingered guy, that means I kill the cancer that killed my dad and I'll get to visit my dad. And that moment was coming. I went and I played that scene with, with uh, Chris. And, uh, and then I went back out there and talked to my dad. And so you can talk to your dad anytime you want, anywhere you want. If you could somehow let me know your dad's name, because I say prayers for everyone I've ever known, and now I feel like I know you, and therefore I know your dad, and I will list his name in my prayers every day, uh, and they make me feel like they're with me wherever I go, and I'd like your dad to hang out with me. So there you go. Manny Patinkin saw the video, and apparently it is true. The rumor is true. Yes, he said that actually thinking of his own father and i just wanted to share that uh little story with everybody um if you hadn't heard it it was one of those things that i was 
like I said, I saw just her video just scrolling through TikTok and, you know, it, you know, tore me to pieces and I, and I, was, I was incredibly, uh, incredibly moved by the, by the story. And then just last night when I was, I was doing the notes, uh, I came across uh, the response, you know, the fact that he found it and I was, I was absolutely blown away and yeah, so I just had to share my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I was not expecting that to hit me like it did. Well, I didn't share it with you ahead of time. On no purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, well, first off, I don't know how I didn't know that he had lost his father to cancer. I, I don't I mean, maybe I heard that at some point and just forgot it. I don't know. But um, just the fact that he did take that time to to care and to relate and just hearing his own experience with it. And he, of course, hearing his story too. like, uh, my emotions. <laughs> yep. That's a good story. That's, that's how it's, that's how I was feeling last night. So I knew it was coming though. So I, 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 I braced myself. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here just like tears streaming down my face. Well, it's a great story. Like it was one of those things that I just, I, I think what, what I liked the most about it is just the fact that, you know, thousands of people uh was tagging him uh in in the video saying oh my gosh oh my gosh is it, is it true is it true right and the fact that he he even took the time to to respond and say that it was true i just it made it makes me like him even more because and it was you know, genuine it was so genuine it wasn't just fake you know hollywood actor just trying to look good like it was you, you felt it like it was mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh yeah and like he said you keep using the horde I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Nico Montoya. He was he was definitely the he made that movie in my opinion. Well, no, Nico Montoya and and Fezzik, the the two of them just together. That yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm sad that Andre the Giant is no longer with us, but he was. Great yeah. Guy. Yes. It's nice to know that Andy's there. Mandy, sorry, Mandy's still with us. It's a, it's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, I suppose I can press this button and we can head on out. Finish our anniversary extravaganza. Yeah, happy, happy podcast birthday. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's just like that. Trust me, I know. Happy birthday. Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lord. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.